Welcome everyone to Business Growth on Purpose. My name is Jose Palomino. I'm CEO of Value Prop Interactive. And it is my great pleasure every week to be interviewing experts from around the world, owners of other B2B businesses, and sometimes just sharing some of my personal insights from decades of helping businesses grow on purpose. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Jose Palomino with Business Growth on Purpose. And, you know, one of the things I've done ever since I started Value Prop uh, close to 20 years ago is working with owners of, of uh, B2B companies, uh, owner leaders who are actually still running their businesses, probably like many of you listening today. And one of the challenges is getting the owner to show up more prominently in their marketing, in their presence on the web. Uh, because they have a lot of experience. I mean, if you're running a company in, in a particular category for 20, 30 years, you have a lot to say about your industry, about how things should work. But a lot of those owners don't know how to communicate that. Well, our guest today has developed a process, has tons of experience on doing this simply, and especially the idea of capturing video in a way that doesn't have to be that big a thing, but it's a simple thing that if done right, could be very, very effective for building your presence, your identity, your success uh, through things like social media, uh, things like LinkedIn, and so on. So we're going to welcome Zachary Fragapani with Growth Match today, and he's going to talk all about his process and a process that, candidly, you can learn about how to actually get about putting more content out there in a way that actually moves the needle with your universe, your audience, your market. So listen closely as Zach joins us right now. Okay, welcome Zach to Business Growth on Purpose. Thank you, thanks for having me. Yeah, now Zach, just for our, our audience sake, if you could just give us a little context on what you do and who you do it for. Absolutely. Um... I am co-founder at growthmatch.com. We offer thought leadership, short video services to B2B service owners, generally those that are sales driven uh, or perhaps even looking for more inbound leads. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's pretty direct and very focused uh, 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 mission. So I want to explore that a little bit because I find a lot of times, especially in smaller companies, you know, non-enterprise the thought of video as a means of reaching out or as a means of putting content out there can be very intimidating. Yeah. And in the old days, you'd have, you'd hire the videographer for, you know, full day shoot, there'd be screens, lights, and it's all very professional, but it seemed very expensive and not a whole lot of ROI. So no. could you just expand a little bit on what else is possible today, realistically for, let's say an owner of a $5 million, you know, contract manufacturer? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've made a lot of advancements in terms of the tools we can now use to help record excellent source video footage at home. In addition to all of the strides we've made, uh, being able to edit that video in a short video might much easier uh, and in ways that uh, keep consistent, the different brand colors, uh, fonts, uh, logos, uh, making it much easier to create branded short video out of longer form video has uh, 
we've made a lot of strides in terms of the tools available to do that. Uh, and so that left us wide open to create this product type service. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we've all seen the commercials like, you know, iPhone commercials that show somebody creating a, you know, 4K Oscar winning movie on their camera. And then you buy the camera and I've done video on, on my iPhone. And then all of a sudden, you know, even a 10 minute video to get it to upload is yeah. like impossible. It's like you go, how does anyone do this? It's not like the commercials. So kind of just how much of how much of this new technology is really easy and how much of it is still a bit of a hurdle for somebody who's not doing this full time. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there are parts of this that are still difficult, right? Setting up a home studio so that the lighting is right, so that you're getting great audio, so that the video resolution is good, so that you have a professional background. That part is pretty difficult, but uh, with it's set up with just a one-time you know, experience, right? You work with someone completely remotely, virtually to help you set it up. Our service even like mails you out the equipment. If we're not able to gather excellent source footage from what you've got already on hand at your house. Uh, and so that part is still pretty difficult, but again, it's just a one-time experience. It's an upfront cost to set up a home studio that allows you to gather excellent source footage. Then from there, what is really excellent is we just interview people, right? We come up with questions along with our help to ask them questions that extract their expertise and that create content all across the buyer journey. So uh, questions that that invoke answers that are stories, right? Uh, stories about how we learned or came across, uh, happened to learn a particular lesson. That's very top of funnel content, middle funnel content, or like education about the industry, about solutions in general. And then you got more bottom funnel content that's a little bit more promotional, talks a little bit about uh, the objections that new customers have or potential prospects have before they sign up, and then comparisons to other solutions out there. Uh, we are very easily able to create short video content across the entire buyer funnel that attracts prospects at different stages. Well, because you're really hitting on something, maybe maybe one of the key hurdles is not it's not the idea that technology can be resolved, right? So let's, everything you said, I think, is just right spot on. And yeah, people can figure that out or can be helped to figure that out. I think the bigger hurdle for a lot of owners in that category of business, which are often in commodity categories, is mm-hmm. I don't have anything special to say. Or I don't have anything, you know, I don't have that much. I don't have, you know, 10 videos worth of content to share. So you hit on a couple of things and you talked about the funnel, right? So just let's just for our audience, just maybe break down those three stages of the funnel that you described again, just what those are. And then let's dig into a little bit about where content might happen there for, you know, Joe, everybody who's running a business and says, oh, I got to talk on a camera and say smart stuff. You know, so what are those three segments again? Yeah, absolutely. So they're, they're top of funnel content, middle funnel content, and bottom of funnel content, depending on where in the buyer journey someone is, right? Top of funnel content is meant to drive brand awareness, right? It can be less about the business and thus, you know, it honestly gets a lot more reach on social networks. Your stories about how you started the business and how you learned hard lessons, peaks behind the curtain like that are really, really popular uh, bits of content. And that's top of funnel content meant to get a lot of reach. Uh, It's okay if it's not fully targeted. If not everyone who gets it is your ideal customer. It's meant to drive brand awareness in general in public. Middle of funnel content is meant to educate people about why they might need your solution in the first place. Just the general solutions out there that are like yours. 
get them interested and agree, all right, I have this business problem and I should be searching for this general solution. And then bottom of funnel content is meant to push them over the line and to become a customer, right? It's meant to be like, not only should you consider this general solution, you should consider my specific solution. Here's why it's better than all the others. Here's how I differentiate. Uh, here are some concerns you might have. Here are some ways I address that concern. Let's get you over the line and become a paying customer. So those are the different uh, parts of the funnel and the different types of content and their purpose. So like at the top might be, let's say if I was a contract manufacturer, might be just things about quality control and processes and things about manufacturing. The middle might be, have you considered outsourcing uh, your, your key parts or whatever, right? And what are some of the things you should look at when outsourcing? And the bottom might be when we do outsourcing for a client, this is how we do it. And this is why people should consider us specifically. Is that kind of the stack? You nailed it. You nailed it. And the only thing I would add is at the top of the funnel, um, instead of simply like facts about something, which is more educational and middle funnel, what is both more effective, more top of funnel, and frankly, establishes you more of as an authority in your space is the story about how you learned that thing. Uh, those make for excellent top of funnel content. Similarly, other top of funnel content is comments on industry trends and research, right? Both that it is a trend, explaining the trend, and then your take on the trend, right? Like in very, in, and even better, perhaps if you have a contrarian opinion than the rest of the market or the industry about that trend, that makes for great top of funnel content as well. Okay, great, great. So it could even be like how my family got into this business and why I love it and and things like that, right? So the, the, they're more humanly interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's often the type of content people don't think to make, but it's incredibly effective and it, it broadens it, right? One of the things you mentioned I hear a great deal is that a business owner is like, you know, do I really have like, you know, I, we make eight videos per month for our customers out of just one one hour interview. And at, in addition to that, we take the transcript and turn it into eight social posts as well. So it's actually four posts a week, 16 posts a month, half of which are short video. And yeah, one of the things we hear is, oh, do I really have that much content to create? And the truth is, is a lot of business owners are a little too close to it to know about all of the content they might create, bringing a fresh mind into it helps them realize, oh yeah, like there's a lot of content here. And one of the ways we do that is by creating a content matrix. So our customers do fill out an onboarding form where they tell us information about their industry, research trends, about the customers, right? About their specific solution. And we use that to create a series of content pillars that are prompts for content. And then we have all these, what we call devices, right? And each device is mapped to a part of the funnel. So you heard me mention a few of them, stories, industry trends and research, right? Common mistakes or myths. These are all top of funnel. And you can kind of imagine them, these devices as rows in the spreadsheet where the content pillars are the, the okay. columns. And at the intersection is this prompt, like tell me a story about your solution, right? Okay. Uh, and so you, we use this matrix to create, frankly, like hundreds of questions that a customer can then answer. And that's one video, just one answer is one video. Often the question leads to multiple answers and multiple videos. And so there's actually a lot more content people can create than they realize. Uh, and if we ever run out, what ends up happening is then they just, we bring one of their customers on, we bring one of their teammates on and they have a conversation. And that creates a whole nother idea, like, 
uh, wealth of content. That brought up just a thought, a question here. Uh, Does it always have to be the owner or the CEO for a small company? Are they the ones that have to be on camera? Let's say, you know, somebody, I mean, people could legitimately just be uncomfortable with the whole idea of seeing themselves on video. They're not, they're smart people, but maybe they don't feel they're as fluid in answering a question and they don't want to see themselves looking not as smart, but they have a good number two or their, you know, the head of sales is really good. What do you, who should be on camera? Yeah. So this is a, a complex answer. So first of all, we do a lot to make sure that everyone looks and sounds professional from helping them set up their studio at home to helping them verbally draft answers ahead of time, sending them the questions ahead of time so that they can practice it. Not overly scripted, but you know, they, it's, they've done the answer once or twice before, so they're giving a good take. We even do a grounding exercise and give them some media training. Uh, the type of training you might get if you were to go on CNN, right? That really helped them feel comfortable. Uh, so we really do try to make whoever goes on camera feel comfortable. There are some benefits to the business, having the founder or the CEO be the thought leader, right? Uh, It's just, it's really effective. One of the things we're doing, right, a lot of these bits of content are posted directly from a personal account, in particular, specializing on LinkedIn, which is why B2B uh, uh, customers are our best. Um, Personal LinkedIn accounts get more reach on their posts than company accounts do. That's not to say you don't want to have company accounts posting. It's certainly helpful from the sales enablement perspective, but you'll get more reach when the, the when it's when these posts come from a personal account and it's the CEO or thought leader doing it. So it, it is there is a, a benefit if it is the founder or CEO. That said, no, it doesn't have to be, right? Like having your head of sales, having your head of marketing, having subject matter experts at your company on these is incredibly powerful content as well. There's just a general benefit the entire company gets from creating content consistently, having an active social presence, and in particular, creating short video, which is the type of content most favored by all social networks right now. So if you are posting in short video, they will give you an algorithmic reward in the form of additional reach if you're posting in their favorite medium of short video. So one of the questions that I think somebody thinking about this, okay, I, I kind of I kind of get what you're saying. I, uh-huh. I, you know, I'll stipulate it's true. It's all good. It works, right? So if I commit to, as an owner, I commit to doing this process, right? So I'm assuming yeah. this is not a 30-day commitment. It's a, you got to plan on doing this for six months or a year. You know, you should be thinking about it in those terms. This is part of your core, like communication to the world. Should somebody in B2B expect this to generate just awareness to people I'm already calling on that when they check me out on LinkedIn, they see all this content. That's one thing. So it adds to my kind of credibility basis, or is it actually uh, a way to attract new prospects? What's What's a realistic expectation? Because you see so many gurus out there saying, do these three things and you'll have the phone be ringing off the hook. And I'm going like, nah, you know, I don't think the real world works quite that simply. Yes. So a few different questions there. Um, yes. First of all, you should you should invest in a content and social engine, right? This is something that will pay dividends 
over time. And we strongly recommend that, that people develop this practice within their company, develop this engine. That's what we help them set up and do, you know, with minimal amounts of time, a pretty good price and at a very high quality, right? Short video coming directly from your thought leaders at, in the business. So hundred percent, we think you should invest in this long term. That said, there are four different ways that posting consistent short video to your social accounts can drive top of funnel for the business. A lot of B2B businesses grow in part by referrals, right? That's very common. Well, the way to optimize your referral game is to stay top of mind with the people who would refer you customers, right? And the best way to do that is to consistently post thoughtful, engaging content to the social networks they're most active. 100%, right? What you want to consistently remind them of the customer that you serve, um, what you offer, how you help them, and how you're differentiated from the competition. And so that's one way you can drive top of funnel. And if you start posting, it's very possible that your referrals uh, will, will go up pretty quickly, right? Okay. Uh, as you're staying top of mind. The next thing is that consistently posting thought leadership short video really needs to be paired with some sort of outreach strategy to be the most possibly effective. Really, it's best to think of content and social activity these days, not really as marketing, because it implies that the primary goal of it is to drive inbound leads. Right. That's not actually the primary goal of it. The primary goal of it is sales enablement. And it helps sales enablement at all stages of the funnel. Right. It helps with brand awareness and credibility. It helps uh, with outreach response rates, driving more qualified leads into your pipeline. And then our customers have even seen a market improvement in close rates after developing this content engine okay. as well. So that's really where the most bang for your buck comes with, with all of this stuff. And the reason for that, right, is actually documented pretty heavily in a lot of like Gartner and Forrester research right now. What we're seeing is that the B2B buyer funnel is changing quite rapidly. Uh, sales cycles are expanding, and the percentage of that sales cycle that is spent before anyone speaks to a salesperson is getting larger and larger and larger. The latest estimates being 83%. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're seeing. Right. Absolutely. Right? So they're spending the awareness and consideration phases of that buyer journey on your website where your content is hosted and on your social profiles where your content is distributed, right? And then after that, they're deciding to speak to a salesperson when they really only have a few purchase-related questions left, which means you know, you won't even know why your outbound sales isn't working if you aren't doing content and social activity well. Uh, it, it not only hurts your pipeline, but it hurts your ability to learn about why it's not working. Um, then, then, you know, there are, I mentioned four ways it drives top of funnel. The other is inbound. It does eventually drive inbound after a while, but if, especially if you're a new business or you're new to content and social activity, uh, it's not going to do that right away. And then eventually, right, one of the best reasons to create video is it's the densest, most high fidelity form of content as well. We've got AI now transcribing these videos for us nearly perfectly, right? And so if you create content in video first, it's easily repurposable, as you know, into right. audio. And then right. downstream into written content, right, which can be 
keyword and SEO optimized, and eventually rank in Google and other search engines for high intent keywords. SEO was actually my first job. Uh, that's how I initially got into content marketing. And so I love video for its ability to be repurposed into written content. It's, it's the gift that keeps on giving because, sure. well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, and I love your format, you know, it happens to be what your service does, but I think it's really good advice. The idea of the interview process. Yeah, there's a lot of people who if you said, OK, here's a blank sheet of paper, create great articles or create a great insightful art, you know, content on something. They'd be like deer in the headlights. They couldn't even know where to begin if they're not a professional writer. Yeah. If you said, hey, can you answer a few questions about your business? Exactly. They can talk about their business all day because they <laughs> love their business and they know their business. So. And in those words to be converted into other formats, you know, whether that's a slide share or, you know, an article, an ebook, whatever, that becomes a lot easier. And I love the fact that you follow, you know, major thematic threads in how yeah. you organize it. So I guess the, the, the takeaway for me is you can have a game plan. Mm -hmm. You can do it by answering, essentially answering questions. And I think you get people to speak with energy and all those other things. And I know there's some directing magic that it goes into getting the best out of people. So there's, you know, there's art to this as well. Um, but I think it's a really great direction. And you said something at the outset that I would like our listeners not to miss out on. Yeah. Done right. This might be an hour a month of their time. If they're working with, you know, a partner like yourself uh, or, you know, somebody else who has those skills or abilities or had that vision for it um, to pull it all out. Right. So like it becomes turnkey. So you, you almost want to say to an owner, do you have an hour a month to do exactly. all of this? Because when they look at, you know, you read articles and what you have to do to social selling and stuff, it's it's intimidating to somebody who isn't doing that full time. So that's that's really exciting there. So question for you yeah. in terms of video there's so much of it coming out now right so clearly huh? it ranks better the algorithms all favor it and so on is there in the next you know year or two or three a risk of just a video glut where people are just like sick of it they don't want to see it anymore do you see that i'm just curious is to is it too much of a good thing uh well I don't really know what the next level would be, right? I imagine that, you know, eventually we will, like with every bit of content, see more of it, and thus the quality bar will go up, which is why we're starting right now with the people whose understanding is at the edge of their subject matter expertise already, usually the founders, the CEOs, or other subject matter experts at the company. We're out here trying to create incredibly high content that's well above the current bar to hedge against that risk. Absolutely. And really, like you mentioned, the interview is the special sauce here. Right. We, we recruit tr tremendously talented interviewers who then work with content strategists specializing in thought leadership to put together the questions and put together the interview ahead of time so that when a business owner shows up, they're not prepped with the questions already, have probably drafted their answers verbally already, and can have an incredibly dense and productive session, right? And so they're able to just turn one one-hour interview into a month's worth of content and social post activity that is then scheduled on their behalf 
hosted at the optimal time for when their customers are online. And then we have all of this reporting to show that, okay, this post at this intersection of the device we chose here and this content pillar did the best. Let's double down on that content next month. So you get insights as part of this package to so you know next month what you're going to be talking about. Uh, that makes that incredibly effective. So I hope I answered your question. But no, no, you did. Absolutely. I mean, look, I, I know this is not the... Um everybody knows like the cat video, right? You know what I mean? Like that, that gets a million oh. likes and whatever. That's not what we're talking about here. This is real stuff for really interested parties. And it gets into that flow there. Zach, this has been fantastic. Really appreciate the insights here. I, I, you know, my, you. my hope in, in interviewing you for our show was to really get across the idea that it doesn't have to be such an intimidating thing. And it's, and it's probably a really good idea for a lot more owners that are thinking about it. Uh, to this point in time. So thank you so much for stopping by Business Growth on Purpose. And if somebody listening wanted to know more about you and your specific services, where should they go on the web to find out more? Absolutely. You can go to www.growthmatch.com. Match as in like a, the lighting of a match. Okay, love it. Growth. So love yeah, it. we are at www.growthmatch.com. Zach, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jose. It was, a, it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.